0: The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual guests... What is going on my go squad welcome to the armed citizen podcast live this is episode number 329 we are streaming live as always on youtube to over 150 countries worldwide if you're out there in the live chat go ahead and say something we don't know that you're out there unless you do if you're watching this in replay or listening to this in podcast form the conversation does not have to stop right here right now utilize the comment section and let us know uh what we're doing wrong and what you suggest and and all of that good stuff we love hearing feedback uh like i said if you are out there in the live chat uh, go ahead and say something if you want to text in to the show yes you can text in to the show utilize the ghost tactical hotline presented by our good friends over at wilder tactical that number is 530-364-4678 and uh, go check out WilderTactical.com, one of my favorite companies out there. Uh, great, great company, great, great stuff. Uh, but go check out Wilder as well. If you're a veteran, really anybody, but especially if you're a veteran and you're in that hole, you're in the darkness and you're looking for some light, call me, text me, email me 24-7. I cannot give you medical advice, but I might be able to talk you through some stuff. More importantly, I could be a, probably be a pretty decent ear to just listen If you are looking to get to someone that can get you towards the medical attention, remember two things. One, you are not alone in this fight. You have a lot of brothers out here that are willing and able to help you in any way possible. And two, the world is a much better place with you in it. So utilize the Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Once again, 1-800-273-8255, Veterans, press the number one. We are spotlighting, as always, the United States Marine Corps. If you have any questions on what it takes to earn the title of United States Marine, see the website marines.com. And as always, we are a proud member of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Go check out all of your favorite pro-gun, pro a podcasts over at selfdefenseradio.net. Let's take this off of my ugly mug and say hello to the shenanigans that will take place. The... uh, What do we call these guys? The, uh, I don't even know what we're going to call them this week. The Fantastic Four? Uh, Is that that what you call them? Okay. All right. We'll go with that. We'll go with that. The Fantastic Four tonight. Uh, The Four Horsemen. Thank God Clover is busy tonight. Just seriously. Thank God we can have a show without his bitching ass. Uh, No, happy birthday to Arminthia, his wife, that guy's wife, Arminthia's birthday. It was my mom's birthday. So happy birthday to my mom. Uh, anyways, uh, what does it take to be a Marine? Eat crayons. Okay. Sure. (laughs) Uh, if you believe that I've got some property that I want you to buy, uh, some great riverfront property and was oceanfront property in Arizona. John knows where that shit is. Yeah, he does. All right. Uh, from, Anderson Manufacturer, our good friend. What up, Kyle? How are you, man? You got the haircut today. Look at you.
1: I did. I did. What? Uh, What? What? Doing good, Ghost. How about yourself?
0: You know, I am living the nightmare, man. Just every day.
1: I feel that. I feel that. No, thanks for having me on, Ghost. I look forward to the show.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You guys got some uh, crazy stuff going on over Anderson right now. You want to talk a few minutes about it?
1: Always, um, our Frontline series, it's uh, hard to keep production up with demand, but they're coming in stock, so uh, check out our Frontline series, andersonmanufacturing.com forward slash Frontline, Um, and then watch Ghost Chris videos about what's coming out this year um, that we had out at SHOT Show, so um, go visit both their channels and check it out. There's a lot of cool things coming down the pipes.
0: Go check out Chris's because his videos are much better than mine. So, uh, Chris is 740. Yeah, go check that out. I, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Don't don't look at my stuff. Um, Yeah, I got some really cool stuff. I know that, like, you're the first go around, the first shipment of the front line, like, you guys have sold those out before they even got there almost. So, uh, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, a lot of dealer-distributor interest in those. So, yeah.
0: So, there are some out there already in the wild. So, if you are interested in the Frontline series, um, make sure you talk to your gun shop and see if, if there's any available through the distributors. Um, they might be gone already, but there'll be a lot more coming here pretty soon. You've got the new Kyger 9CL coming down the line. Looking yes, forward sir. to that one as well. Um, you guys know how I feel with the 9C Pro. It's, it's, it's what it is. It's it's the best best thing I've shot in a couple of years, so uh kudos to that uh but yeah go check out entersmanufacturing.com
1: and ghost you might have a way for them to save some money on those i
0: do you can utilize uh yeah for uh yeah utilize the um the code ghost uh or chris what's yours you can i'll let you plug yours as well if you like him more than me which i I would too
2: mine's just chris from the 740
0: yeah all one word yeah, Christmas seven four zero, or just use code Ghost on check at checkout the Anderson and uh, save yourself some money, money, money. Well,
2: we got so, we got to uh, we got to bring up one more thing though. If we're talking about Anderson, because yeah, you guys yeah. both left it out. Yeah, you can get the Kyger frames now in O D and O D green. Actually,
0: you cannot because they were fucking sold out when I tried to buy one last week.
2: Oh no! I got mine. As soon as that email, I was. Like, know.
0: Kyle sends me a text one night, and I was like, oh, snap, I'm on it. And, like, I try, you know, like, it's, like, out of stock. I'm like, what? So, the next one, I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe it was just, you know, out of stock. I, was in Texas, I said, man, if you're going to, like, help me and, and, like, you know, get me excited about the, I'm all in on OD green, man. I'm all in on the green frame. I was like, it's out of stock. He goes, yeah, you can get the, uh, the strip lower. Like, I am not smart enough to put together. Oh, I, I, so uh, that's
2: what it, I, I bought the stripped
0: ones. Yeah, I'm not. Come on, man! I can't put one of those <laughs> things. I am not smart.
1: I got the stripped um, one too, and Yeah, but you
0: literally work there. Like you have, <laughs> you have people at your disposal to do whatever you need to. If you can't figure it out, like yeah. I'm not mechanically inclined at all.
1: That's true. It's, it's so easy. But, John, you'll like this one. I got smacked with the Brady's Law on it.
0: So. Yeah, he did. In um, his God, own God. company,
1: his own <laughs> item. He's got to wait five days. <laughs>
0: that's it's the weirdest thing world, I've ever bro. heard in my life.
1: Tough world, y'all.
0: I asked this, like, like, can't you just transfer it, like, in-house? Like, surely Anderson's got an effort, Like, oh, yeah, five days. I'm like, that's
1: the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life.
3: Doesn't Kentucky do the concealed carry permit thing?
1: yeah we're constitutional carry so uh, uh, constitution? i um, i don't believe i him. told him
0: he i told him he needs to get his permit just so he can not have to worry about this problem
1: that that is that shows a new perspective on why i should get my casino carry that's why
0: i, I have my are constitutional carry but i I'll always have a permit because it, it bypasses nicks that's that is my nicks check right there is my my permit
1: yeah yeah i need i need to do that it'd be fun
0: uh marcus says now that it is 2024 and anderson has come out with the new stuff let me be the first one to petition for pony express 2025 (gasps) 2024 is still available possibly uh we're looking at the uh, 10 millimeter for 2025 correct john
3: that is correct so it is the kiger 10 mil 2025 is is (laughs) the push uh we are still hoping for the pony express 2024
0: by august so august uh, an august announcement maybe
3: yeah, Thursday. <laughs> Listen, it's not me. It's the expo centers. It's literally the expo centers. So don't start. We've with me been
0: saying it. next week for a month and a half, bro.
3: Call Kaylee. It's not my fault.
0: Oh, You're I'll call expo Kaylee. Center. Don't Sorry, think I Kaylee. won't.
3: Call Kaylee. Sorry, Kaylee. I love you. I should call. Yeah. I should
0: call her right now, live, and say, "Listen,
3: oh, 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 Kaylee, live. Do not do it live. will. <laughs> I will be so fired. Call Kaylee live."
0: Hmm. Hmm, how much do you love me, John?
3: I will hmm. I, listen, I'll get you some. Ginger like, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> is
0: speechless. Oh my god, he is speechless there for a second. It's all good. Don't get me. Oh in trouble lord, uh, again, have I gotten you in trouble before?
3: No, I'm just screwing
0: with you. I'm gonna say if I have, it was completely unintentional, I'm sure. All right, from the weirdest state in the union, the only state that has four letters and takes two people to spell it out, Chris from the 74 What's up, homie? Not
2: much, man. Thanks for the invite. Glad to be back. Yeah, man.
0: Uh, yeah had fun. a couple of weeks where we had some some uh, companies come in, so uh, now we're back to having some fun. Not that, not that the, having them on wasn't fun, but now we get to uh, kind of talk about our topics and stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: What you got going on? Anything special?
2: Uh, just dropped the unboxing video for The Advocate from Gideon
0: and then uh, don't drop I'm the review Thursday. Uh, so. That's uh, I'm working on a new home defense. That's kind of where I went with this. Is I'm, I'm working on a new home defense weapon system and the Gideon Advocate is on there right now. So We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Uh, and standing on a corner in Winslow, Arizona, such a fine sight to see. It's a ginger, my Lord, and a flatbed Ford from the Gun Owners of America and Fully Loaded Reviews, John the ginger soulless bastard. What's up, man?
3: What's up? How's it going?
0: It is going. How about you? Uh, I understand going. that you uh, missed out on seeing Chase last week. I he did. said that you. He said you ghosted him a couple of times.
3: I didn't ghost him. I called him. He, I was just busy. My parents are still in town until tomorrow, so we're we were hanging out doing. stuff. Oh, he's going
0: to be really happy that you're willing to do this show, but not see him when he was in town.
3: Well, I called him and. And let him know.
0: So y'all didn't get to spoon this year?
3: No. And I got to see G Webs on Saturday, so that was fun. Yes, you did. So what's up? I saw G pop in. What's up, G. Good to actually up, G?
0: Finally,
3: G? finally get to see him in person. I've never actually Oh, that was the
0: first time we ever met him in before. person.
3: Actually we got to meet him in person. So that was great. And uh then Sunday we if you haven't seen the reel that's up on fully loaded reviews, we went out and took everything that we have up for review up so there's everything on the table go comment on that video and we'll start prioritizing what people want to see
0: is it is it it a 39 minute video
3: it's 32 seconds long okay i made it short this time a
0: short for for you guys is about 27 minutes so yes i would say it's 27 seconds for you guys it's 27 minutes so
3: so go check that out we've got some cool stuff up going on at uh, fully loaded reviews just got the, in the ross martin uh rm1c um mm-hmm. that, that is a nice firearm so i'm have i'm excited to start reviewing some of the stuff that we got in over the last couple months
0: yep uh marcus great question up there i've started we will get if you guys have any comments or questions about home defense weapon setups go ahead and start put them out there i'll star them we'll bring them up here in a second um but yeah uh what's going on the goa anything you want to talk about It's, it's 2a tuesday my man
3: yeah, so uh, we've got to be a,
0: busy for you guys, hadn't it?
3: Busy, very busy. I was been off the last couple of days, so I'm catching up. As it is, there's a lot of legislation going on. So if you want to keep up with GLA, go to the GOA Twitter. You'll see all the stuff that we're going. Wow, just growing stuff mid sentence. My puppy. Yeah, so go check out the GLA Twitter. That'll have everything that we're going up against. There's some things that are going to be. Uh, happening, and hopefully an announcement on Fox News here later this week. Hoping, fingers crossed.
0: I've been waiting six weeks for it, but
3: I've been waiting know, just as long as you. So, you trust
0: know, me. Let's be honest. If you're out there and you don't know what the hell we're talking about by this point, like, let's just be honest. You know, yeah, it's the worst kept secret in the industry. Let's just say that.
3: Well, seeing that by Friday of SHOT Show, I had people already asking me about it. It was It's the worst kept secret in the industry. But absolutely. it'll be a big thing for us, so we're excited about that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've got this sitting here. I might as well bring it up. Still kind of confused about it, but uh, I'm looking forward. This came in today, a little Fast Fire C from Burris. A little... Little uh, red dot reflex micro, so for a pistol, maybe like for maybe a 45 on an AR, 45 degree on, on an AR or something, but probably for a pistol. But um, looking forward to that. I have never worked with Burris. Uh, obviously, I know all about Burris, but I've never worked with them. But that just shows up at my front door, so that's kind of cool. So you'll probably see something on that here in a little bit. Got some couple things from Gideon that just came in, including the Advocate and the Omega. There's the Omega. That's probably gonna go on the uh, the old Kyger. So we'll we'll look at that. Since it's an RMR cut, might as well utilize it. Uh, got a lot of things. Got a lot of stuff. The next couple of weeks, I'll have golly half a dozen guns coming in at least, and some other optics. Monstrum said he's they're sending us a box. I have no idea what that means, but that could be interesting. Usually when Chris sends stuff, he sends like seven or eight things at a time, which is great. But uh, there's will be a lot of stuff coming down the line from shot and all that, getting ready to go uh, in May to NRAM and start it all over again. So be on the lookout for that. You guys know that every uh, Thursday, Saturday, and Monday over on our YouTube community channel, our community tab, we put out the pony polls, the pony polls. We have a good time. The first one we put out yesterday has got over 1,000 votes Pick one, boys. Mozzarella sticks or onion rings. Kyle, and if you say Cincinnati chili, you're getting kicked off this damn thing.
1: Onion rings dipped in Cincinnati chili.
0: Oh, you're, such a- <laughs> you're so bad. Uh, onion rings for real?
1: Yeah, onion rings.
0: What do you what do you, do you dip or are you like uh like I when I eat fries and and, and like onion rings and stuff like that I don't typically dip. I just if they're good you you don't need a sauce. But if you were gonna go to a sauce for onion rings, what's your go do?
1: Um, if I had to go to a sauce, I'm like you. I don't usually do it, but yeah. I'll make an exception for Burger King Zesty Sauce.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I've never had that. Um,
1: it's like a zesty ranch, pretty much.
0: Is it? Okay. Kind of like a mixture of like ketchup and ranch or something? Uh, or
1: maybe, not really. Maybe a little bit of ketchup in there. I, I don't really know what's in it. It's just good.
0: It's just good. Well, I guess yeah. That's all that matters.
1: It's max, as the kids would say.
0: Oh, see, I'm way too old for that. <laughs> uh, big Al says, onion rings and garlic ranch. Now, garlic ranch doesn't sound half bad. I'm a big garlic fan, so... Uh, Christopher, onion rings or Mott Sticks?
2: Oh, mozzarella sticks are one of my favorite things in the world.
0: Do you have a favorite place you get them from or just in general you like them?
2: So we have this place here. It's kind of a franchise, but I don't know how, if they're outside of Ohio, but it's called Ralphie's. And they've got these, they're like a provolone wedge. Oh, my God, they're good.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. That sounds interesting. And then they bring yeah, it out with uh,
2: marinara sauce and all that.
0: Marinara, stuff. okay. Yeah. All right. All right.
2: Yeah, I uh, love
0: Ginger oh, yeah. I, I, I'm a big fan of both. I, I probably would swing mott sticks if 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 I had to choose of the two. Um, homemade onion rings are pretty damn good though let's just be honest. Uh, Ginger, what about you?
3: <clears throat> I'm gonna go with mott sticks and i I'm voting it now for shot show next year. We need to go to the place that makes the world's largest mozzarella stick in Vegas. Have you seen this? It's like three feet long. Oh,
0: I didn't know it yeah. was there. Yeah. All right. We we, need, we're doing that.
3: Yeah, we need to do that. But Three feet long. Good. good. But uh, Chris, if you're ever down at Aim Surplus again, or Kyle, there's a little bar around the corner from them that makes some of the best onion rings I've ever had. They put like cream cheese in their onion rings. It's so good.
0: It sounds pretty good. Marcus says, for onion rings, ketchup, or honey barbecue sauce. What the hell's wrong with you, man? Okay. Hey, everyone's their own weirdness. What's up? What's up?
1: I just said to each their own.
0: That's right. I mean, yeah. (laughs) yeah, Uh, Real quick, John Sykes says, I don't know if you saw this or not. 2A Tuesday. GOA needs to take a look at Jackson, Mississippi. The city council proposed a few days ago to ban the sale and possession of all guns in the city limits of Jackson. You ever um, heard of
3: this? I haven't heard about it. I'm looking back through our our main chat, trying to see if anybody's brought this up. If you, if he has an article, uh, if he you could, I don't know if he can comment it that way. I can kind of copy I don't know and paste. If he it,
0: can, so, um,
3: or you can um, email
0: me. Email me. email me a link or something if there's an article out there
3: yeah because i'll post it in our main chat because i'm not seeing anything about it i'm also trying to figure out who our mississippi state director is to see if i can get a hold of them and see if if there's any info on that
0: yeah i was on your guys website i guess it was yesterday and i saw wyoming trying to uh get rid of uh, gun-free zones
3: yes we're working on that right now that's part of it and then there's some other bigger things i can't talk about that are Let's that's just that's
0: a, that's a great that's a great step to begin with is getting rid of gun free zones. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh over one thousand votes, sixty two percent say mozzarella sticks and are correct in my opinion. Uh, I do like I said I do like a good onion ring. Uh, Sonic onion rings aren't bad. uh I, I, they're weird, but they're they actually taste really good. If you ever had Burger King's onion rings, the little small ones, they're not bad actually. They're really not bad. Um, but yeah, 62% say mutt sticks and mutt sticks. If I had to dip them, I would go marinara or ranch, but honestly, I, I typically will just eat them without any, any sauce. Um, you know, if you had to put sauce on something like that's how I kind of look at stuff. If you had to put sauce on something, then are they really that good? You know, now I'm not saying that sauce doesn't make anything better. Like A good ranch or marinara or whatever can make anything better. But oh, I tell you what. Now this is this is okay. Big Al out there. This is a bloomin' onion. So it it uh, if you haven't been to Outback Steakhouse, they have the bloomin' onion, and they've got this zesty sauce that comes with the bloomin' onion. That's pretty damn good. So yeah, uh, is trying to charge thousand dollars for each gun you own starting in 20 font in California what the hell well it's California we I know I know is. about
3: I know about that right? one our California team's fighting that, that we yeah. that's why we have a strictly gun orders from California to fight strictly California gun uh, that's proposals.
0: so I don't live there anymore it's one of the reasons all right our next one uh 1. 1.7 thousand votes. Which one do you like, Boondock Saints or John Wick? Uh, Chris, let's start with you. Boondocks or uh, Wick?
2: I'd have to go Boondock Saints on this one.
0: It's a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a tough one.
2: I love the John Wick movies. but I
0: do too, but Boondock Saints is is a classic. There's no doubt about it. I don't know what I, I have to think about. It. I want to think about it a little bit more. Uh, Ginger, what about you? Boondock Saints or John Wick?
3: It's a tough one. I'm going to say John Wick, but Boondock Saints is really good, especially the scene where he comes through the ceiling. It's such a good movie.
0: Yeah. I'd say another movie that's kind of sort of, – it's, it's 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 not, but it is – have you guys ever watched um, – oh, my God. What was that? Um I got two or three movies out, but the uh, uh Um golly, what's it called? Uh it's the it's from the it's the like the British spy. Um, um. You're
3: talking about Mr. Bean?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. No, it's came the first one came out, I don't know, maybe eight, seven, eight years ago. And, oh, oh is, my it, God. is it like the Kingsman or
1: something? The
0: Kingsman, that's, that's the He's one. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Those are pretty good too.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah I swear if he said James Bond, I was about to smack him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh Kyle, Boondock Saints, John Wick
1: i'm gonna to have to go john wick but boondock saints had that first impression on me and that prayer that they say always gets me amped up i don't know why but yeah it gets no, me all fired
0: up can't go wrong either one of them i'd uh, probably have to go john wick just because you know uh, happy birthday Amitia. um but yeah big, boondock al, is, huh?
3: big al brought up equalizer that Equalizers. is also a good movie
0: Pretty good, pretty good, pretty good. Um, I'd tell you a movie, and I haven't watched it in about, I don't know, six, seven months. Uh, you ever seen The Gentleman with Matthew McConaughey and Colin Farrell? Uh, I'm typically not a big Colin Farrell. It's his best part ever. Uh, and the guy that played uh, um, this Charlie Hunnam or whatever, the guy that was from uh, Sons of Anarchy. Um, so... It's a it's an interesting weird movie. Like Matthew McConaughey isn't playing like some weird you know McConaughey role. It's it's kind of a, a serious movie, a lot of action in it though. But uh, like McConaughey is an American living in London and like owns like he is like the big dog of all like weed sales in London. Like he's the weed king of London, and he's thinking about getting out of the game and retiring. So now it's just like this huge fight of who's gonna get his kingdom, you know, and who's gonna be, it's, if you ever, have you ever seen The Gentleman? It's pretty good. There's a scene in there that Colin Farrell is in there, and it's fantastic. It's fantastic. Uh, but yeah, it's a good movie. Go see it. Uh, 1.7 thousand votes. 80% say John Wick. Uh, not surprising. Not surprising. Uh, I, I felt bad putting Boondock up against it, but like what can you really put up against it? You know, uh, Boondog. I thought it had a chance it'd be better than eighty twenty, but uh, obviously the people have spoken. And our final question: two point eight thousand votes. This is just in general. Perf- what do you prefer? An AR fifteen, like the two two three five five six, or like a PCC nine millimeter, whatever. Uh, so AR fifteen or PCC? Uh, Ginger, let's start with you on this one. Oh. I know, right?
3: It's hard. It depends on what I'm using it for, but I'm going to have to say the AR because it's a little bit more versatile. Now, if we're talking about the topic of the day, it's a little different.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. I hear you. Kyle? AR-15. Yep. Christopher?
2: Yeah, I got to go AR-15.
0: As much as I love a PCC, Air 9 whatever the hell you want to call them. Yeah, I, I, there, there's a reason why the AR-15 is probably the most versatile platform weapon system ever created. Um, so I'd probably go uh, just in general go AR-15. Like uh, there was said tonight's discussion, maybe a little bit different story, but uh, yeah, uh, 2.8 thousand votes wasn't even close. This. From what I remember, I'm not saying it is, but I'm fairly certain this is the biggest runaway uh, in all of the polls history. 92% say AR-15. 92 to 8. 92 to 8 AR-15 over the PCC. Um, Interesting. Uh, those are the Pony Polls this week. Go check out our good friends over at AndersonManufacturing.com and use a couple of hashtags. Hashtag Pony Express 2024 and, Ginger...
3: Hashtag Kyger 10mm 2025. There
0: you have it. There you have it. There you have it. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, before we get going, I, I want to bring up something, and it's something that uh, they're dear friends of mine, and this is by no means a sponsored thing. They're not paying me to say this. Uh, it's just something that has, in the last month or so, um, if you guys are familiar with Wealth Talk America, you know, they're very good friends of mine, and, and these guys are doing phenomenal work. Um, a, a few months ago, they decided they had the Guns and, and, and Mental Health uh, podcast podcast, great podcast, and it was always jake and mike and, and nothing there was anything wrong with that but they've recently been bringing in eddie and especially db they bring in a guest every week and it's and it's typically um friday mornings around 10 o'clock central time so 11 eastern what would that make that eight o'clock in the morning west coast time uh i don't know what arizona is because i don't know what they're on they're so weird that they don't i don't know i don't know what time zone they're in half the time but anyways um friday mornings they, they do their live guns and mental health podcast um and like i said they, they've got a, a panel kind of like this with there's four or five uh, of the therapists and they have Really good discussions. They bring up topics that uh, could be controversial. The best one that I've ever seen that they've done was a couple weeks ago, and and, uh, and, and there was a lot of people. I try to get as many people as I could uh, put it on a community post and get people in there. But it was talking about psychedelics and mental health treatment. And uh, if you're around the veteran community, that's been something that's going on for the last few years and has really helped a lot of guys. But, anyways, um, fantastic podcast. So, I, I, I'm suggesting, if you guys like podcasts, uh, go and follow on YouTube the Walk the Talk America um, channel. And Friday mornings, make sure that you're at least maybe go back and watch it. Kyle, you've, you've, you've watched a couple of them. Um, they're fantastic podcasts and um, really great guys. So, we want to show them as much support as we can, but they're really doing some great work. So, if you get a chance to... I want to plug the Walk Talk America Guns and Mental Health podcast on Friday mornings or watch it in replay or whatever, but it's live on Friday mornings. They really do a good job interacting with the audience as well. So, um, yeah, it's what it is. Um, um, <laughs> got into an argument with myself. We decided that mental health is A-OK. Uh, I saw a great post I put in the NSA chat a few days ago. It says, uh, if you see me talking to myself, I'm self employed and we're just having a staff meeting. And I thought that was fantastic. I was like, yeah, don't worry about it. If I'm talking to myself, we're having a staff meeting. It's all good. Um, but, anyways, yeah, go check out the Walk Talk America podcast. I think you guys, I don't know if you're going to enjoy it or not. I really do enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, it maybe help a lot of people too. Uh, and if, if you know someone that needs some of that, I suggest you maybe turn them on uh, as well g says, too early on Friday. Man, you you're, you don't sleep, so I know you're up. Um, but, yeah. All right. Um, let's kind of kick off the, t- the topic for tonight is home defense weapon setup. Whether it's handgun, uh, whatever we talk about, we're, we'll go through the room and, and kind of say, okay, um, handgun setups, maybe a, a rifle or PCC or something like that, uh, or a shotgun, whatever you're using for home defense uh what we use to set up our stuff right now and so i want to hear out there in the chat what are you guys doing for home defense weapon setups uh is it handgun is it rifle what calibers all that kind of stuff maybe what optics any lights that you got on there anything and everything uh that's kind of what we're gonna um do but this uh marcus out there says um For home defense, if you're running AR-15, which caliber do you like and what barrel length do you guys prefer? So um, I think that coming off of the last poll question, obviously also, AR-15 is a very popular weapon system and platform, and I would imagine a lot of people do utilize ARs for home defense. Uh, So let's kind of go through the room if, the caveat, if... um, Till Hollow. I've worked with Till Hollow for several years, man. They're fantastic. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm I'm good friends of those guys. So, yes, I have worked with Till Valhalla since 2019, actually. Yeah, it's been almost five years. Holy cow. Anyways, um, let's go through the room and kind of say, if you're going to use an AR platform, uh, what caliber are you rocking? Um, I think that was his question. Was it not what caliber? Let's start with what caliber. Uh, Kyle, AR platform, if you're rocking it for home defense, what caliber are you rolling with?
1: Five five six.
0: Okay. Uh, any any particular reason why, or is it just? It is what it
1: is. Um, I personally am mo- most experienced with five five six. Um, so that's just. What I'm comfortable with, and um, I know that in any situation I get put into, I could probably fight my way out with a five-five-six.
0: Yeah, no, that's that's legit. That's legit. Uh, Chris, home defense AR. What do you chamber? Uh, what, do you, what do you what caliber are you rocking?
2: Three hundred blackout.
0: Three hundred blackout. Um, I'll ask you the same question. Any particular reason?
2: Um, I'm actually working on a project right now where uh, it's going to lead into our topic tonight, but uh, sure. There's a pistol that I've been, um, not so much the gun's done now, but I've been messing around with some reloads, um, okay. with some heavier grain bullets. So, um, yeah, I'm uh, probably going to turn into my new home defense gun.
0: So 300 block works best going subsonic. Um, are you going to throw a can on there, like for home defense?
2: Yeah, that's the, the plan. Okay,
0: yeah. there you go. All right. Um, it sounds weird, but 300 Blackout is one of those that was designed almost to go subsonic. It's one of those cartridges that literally runs better and is just in a better all-around caliber running subsonic with a can. Uh, not many can say that. It was but. 300 blackout specifically is one of those and for home defense yeah uh I'm gonna go back to Kyle real quick um if you had the ar and 556 five, uh, we're not we're not we won't go into like dots lights anything like that yet that said what length would you run would you run more of a pistol length or would you run a rifle length
1: um right now
2: I currently run a 16 inch
0: okay all right there you go, Chris. What would your length be for the three hundred blackout be?
2: Now this one that I've got for my soon to be home defense gun, it's got a seven and a half inch barrel on it.
0: There you go. Uh, Buck says Biden said all you need is a double barrel shotgun and you can just shoot him in the leg. You know. Stephen Elder says twelve gauge Remington. Uh, RTAC said ten millimeter AR. I'm assuming he meant PCC. Um, let's see if I'm missing anything out there. Um, RTT says 20 inch AR chambered at 270 because fuck the bad guy, your wall and your neighbor's refrigerator. That's fair. Like at this point, if someone's coming in the house, do you care about your neighbor's refrigerator? Not one bit, not one bit. Uh, my buddy Lance off the X over there, 11 and a half, five, five, six. That's solid.
1: That's I'm really starting to record. dig that 11
0: and a half inch barrel. I yeah. really am. Um, hey, baby. How are you? I think you've got a link if you want it, Snobby. Um, Steven Elder says sawed-off 7 millimeter Remington. Okay. Have fun with that. Um, wow. That is going to – if the bullet doesn't kill them, the concussion – from the blast inside the house, will let's just put it that way. Um, 14 inch AR 15, John says. Okay, okay. Um, Ginger, what do you rock? What are you rocking? All right, so AR right platform, now,
3: AR platform, right now it's a seven and a half, five, five, six.
0: Okay, okay.
3: I'm also have a eight and a half uh 300 blackout build that's in the process of everything but i will say this when 350 legend came out i was really interested in doing a 12 and a half inch 350 legend home defense build just to see test it to see if i really liked it because it, it is it's a nine millimeter projectile but it's going a little bit faster it's a very flat shooting cartridge it'll blow a hole through a deer
0: you know yes i'm saying it. Is that what i mean for home defense though well we'll get into that we'll get into yeah
3: that. well it, it was so, it was something that i was interested in trying out and okay. testing but uh really what it, what i would say it's, it's between the the 556 and the 300 blackout and preferably in the 556 i built my seven and a half inch as a backpack gun i would have preferred to do the 11 and a half inch mid-length system uh, especially since that's better for suppress.
0: Absolutely. Um, Sykes says uh, eleven and a half inch for the wife and a fourteen and a half uh, and a sixteen. Okay. Rtt says uh, ten and a half or eleven and a half chambered five five six. Mister Prater says five five six blackout five inch barrel. I've had a. I've had a five inch, uh, five five six, and uh, I no longer have it. Uh, it wasn't bad. I'm not a fan of the five inch in five five six. Um, I think that seven and a half would be a really solid length. Five for me it was just it was just, uh, just it, it didn't feel right. I don't know. I'll still explain. It. it didn't didn't feel right. You're so, definitely
1: gonna have some concussive power coming off that barrel, though. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's it's one of those where I mean, does, is is it bad? No, it's just I don't know. Like if you were to say, like my one of my uh, nine PCCs is a is a five inch uh, Fox Trot mic. I love it for nine millimeter. Absolutely, hell yeah. Um, for five five six though, I, I think that. I think the sweet spot for 5.56 five, is that 10 to 11 inch, 10 to 12 inch probably. Uh, 7.5 I think can work, but I, I think that sweet spot for me at least is that 10 to 12 inch um, 5.56. Five, that's just that's just me. Uh, let's go back to Kyle real quick and, and let's do this. Uh, I'm not saying what is yours right now. Let's say if you could start over right now. And I'm not talking brand or whatever. What would and money wasn't an object. It's just, it's it's paid for. Someone's going to buy you whatever you want. And I'm not talking about brand, but just whatever caliber, setup, length, and all of that. What would you optimally like to have for home defense?
1: AR platform. Whatever. I probably still would go either way. AR platform. I'd probably go ten and a half inch, uh, three hundred okay. blackout um, suppressed. If money's not an object, I get.
0: Suppressed. Yeah, no, no, okay. no, it's not. Uh, someone's going to give it to you. Someone's, you know, you've got Daddy Warbucks is going to come out and say, "Hey, whatever you want is what you're going to get."
1: Yeah, um, ten and a half inch, three hundred blackout suppressed.
0: I like it. I like it. Um, Chris, what about you?
2: Three hundred blackout. What length for the home defense? Yeah, yeah, this my seven and a half inch barrel.
0: Your seven? you still, even if you could get whatever you wanted, you still go seven and a half.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. Uh, Ginger.
2: Uh,
3: I could be serious and I could not be serious, but I'm gonna be serious. So I'm gonna go eight and eight, 300 blackout. I mean, if I didn't want to be serious, I'd say like a twelve five. 458 SOCOM because why not
0: <laughs> if you run a suppress it ain't a bad idea let's just yeah. be honest um, yeah
2: yeah
0: mm. <laughs> yeah RTT says the nice thing about a seven and a half five five six is you don't need a WML uh, since you're blasting the sun out of the muzzle very, very true. Um, uh, Marcus says he personally likes 10 and a half or 11 and a half, 300 blackout. You know, I, I think for years, um, now Kyle, the front line's coming out in 300 blackout, seven and a half, correct?
1: That's correct.
0: Yeah, uh, I've always heard historically they say that, that kind of sweet spot is about like 10.2, like if you get real precise that 10 to 10 and a half is that that kind of that that really good sweet spot for 300 blackout um just from the engineering side of things do you know why they went when you guys went with a seven and a half 300 blackout
1: i don't know the uh engineered aspect of that to be honest with you Uh, um yeah i mean from what i've done you met truman from what i've talked to truman about that that is an, an optimal barrel length for a 300 blackout seven and a half inch I don't know the science behind that though
0: that they said that's the optimal yeah seven and a half interesting yeah okay like I said I've always heard got ten ten and a half um but ballistic information can change and, and all that I'm, stuff and I'm
1: with you ten and a half what I always heard but um Truman's <laughs> pretty smart fella so you know I, yeah, I, yeah yeah yeah. yeah they found so when i was at fax and they found that the
3: heavier projectiles worked better in the seven and a half and uh eight and a half for suppressor use and they just seemed to spin just a a lot better in those shorter barrel lines
0: Hmm. okay all right uh real quick let's talk ars real quick this is something that doesn't get brought up a whole lot uh what twist twist rate do you guys prefer uh ginger just rather, let's 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 go five five six two two three five five six uh do you have a preferred twist rate one Mine's and a one in nine one's one in nine that's just my for me for some reason a one in nine um it kind of does exactly what i wanted to do but i'll go behind my science in a second uh you said seven one and seven
3: one and seven or one and eight
0: okay All right. any reason why
3: I just know that that's what we determined to be optimal when I was at Faxon.
0: There you go. That's, that's, that's fair.
1: Getting from yeah. us to
0: absolutely. Uh, Kyle, what about you?
1: I'm gonna have to go with John. I'm a I'm a one in seven guy. Um, although most of my ARs are one in eight. So
0: yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Christopher,
2: I believe all mine are one in seven.
0: Okay. I think most of mine are, um, but the reason why this particular one is kind of the baby, uh, it's a one in nine, and um, I, so there's no science behind it in my eyes. It's just for some reason, um, I'm not the guy that wants to try to push an AR out to 600 to a thousand yards. Can they do it? hundred percent, they can. Uh, I'm a believer that an AR is that 100 to 300, 400 maximum. Um, and after that, I'm probably going up to 308, 65 Creed, or, you know, um, a heavier, a heavier rifle, AR-10 or bolt or whatever. So for me, when I think AR, especially 5.56, I'm going 100 to 300 yards. That's kind of where I, I, that, and for me, um, I used a 36-yard zero, right? And for me, uh, if you're not interested, if you're not familiar with the 36-yard, I've got an actual video on it. It's a combat zero. Uh, It's really, really a great zero that from zero to 300 yards, if you, you know, if you're aiming at center mass in the chest from zero yards to 300 yards, it's going to hit within six inches. Um, so it's a great combat zero. And what I have found for a 36 yard zero, I'm not saying the others aren't great, but for me, the one and nine brings in a little bit tighter groups in that 300 yard, that one to 300 yards for me, uh, than a one and seven or one and eight. So that's why I go with this one as a one and nine, uh, with that 36 yard zero, my groupings are a little bit better at 300 yards, um, than one in seven, one and eight. I don't know why it might be the ammo that I'm using. I have no idea, but it wasn't like I just did this once or twice and said, Oh, that sounds good. I, I spent some time uh, on this build and, um, so yeah, I I I I'm a one in nine guy, but but let's be honest, there aren't too many one in nines out there. Um, most of mine is, are one in seven, one in eight. What's that?
3: Are you using fifty five or
0: sixty two? Fifty five grain projector. Fifty
3: five grain. Okay, so from my understanding, and I don't know if anybody has heard this other than me, so I could be wrong, but one in nine is optimized for fifty five grain one in eight is the best for both worlds and one in seven is optimized for 62 grain so
0: if that you're makes doing, sense.
3: if you're using those projectile weights, that's what my understanding is of it
0: and then it makes sense as to why my groupings with the one in nine are better because i am using the 55 grain so um w- Prater, that's a great question. We'll, we'll come back to that real quick. Uh, there, a lot of people are saying one, one in seven, one in eight. Psych says one in nine. I mean, and I think most people say the one in seven or one in eight because that's where probably the vast majority uh, of barrel twist rates are out there in the wild. I mean, you know, there are some one in nines. Uh, I don't even know if they're still. For, I do know if they're still making them, but uh, I don't even know what the later generations of the MMP Sport they used to be one in nines. I don't know what they are now. Um i don't even know if they're making the MP MP sports anymore. I don't think they are, but anyways. Uh Ginger, when you were um at Fax and you said the optimal was one and seven, one and eight, right? Is what you guys kind of came down to in a 16-inch barrel, let's say.
3: Yeah, 16 inch barrels is one in seven, one and eight.
0: Okay. Um, yeah, Alt x says one and nine are are few and far between. Absolutely. Um 36, yeah, there's a lot of people talking about the 36 the zero. I didn't come up with it. The Marine Corps has been using it for a long, long, long time. Kyle, did you guys, uh, was the 36 something that y'all were using as well?
1: Yes, sir. That's the first thing we did when we got off the plane.
0: Yeah, you guys, um, now you guys were issued Trigicons, were you not? You got a little, we yes, you A-Cog. little ACOGs on there? Yes, sir. Now, did y'all learn this? Use um iron sights right away, or was it always from the uh, ACOG?
1: No, I I qualled at recruit training and all that with iron sights. Uh, Okay. But I have – I think that got phased out. I think everything's all optics now. Really? They've even uh, completely switched up the qual. You start at the 500-yard line. Oh, really? And work your way in, and it's more um, combat style. Uh, marksmanship so you can use like uh, barriers and prop your gun and yep so they kind of combined like table two table one together
0: that's kind of interesting no i i i I think i think it's a good idea i like that actually
1: yeah yeah and you're you're advancing to towards the enemy because you start at the 500 and work your way forward so
0: yeah, and, and like I said, I mean, um, you know, can you shoot a five, five, six to a thousand yards? Yeah, absolutely, you can. It's not optimal. Uh, can you engage at five hundred yards? The five size, very, very easily. It's still within that that distance. That's still going to be very, very good. I just, for me personally, I, I go at about three hundred, and then I would start looking at an AR ten or a bolt, uh, a, a long gun um, at three hundred on up. That's just me. Um, but, yeah, uh, the 36-0, guys, if you haven't, think think about it. It's it's a really good um, – now, you guys know that uh, even in the PRS game, I'm not a precision guy. I'm not trying to put bolts in the same hole. Um, silhouettes or steel targets, whatever is the target, as long as I hit it, I don't give a shit where. Let's be honest. Uh, and a home defense – uh, situation. I don't care if I shoot you in the forehead or in the kidney. I don't care. I want to end the threat. Um, that said, the thirty-six yard zero is a combat zero. I don't want anyone to, th- to go out and leave here thinking that it's a precision zero. It is not. It's a combat zero. It would be wonderful for a truck gun for home defense because all you're trying to do is point of aim is going to be point of impact is going to be within six inches radius. Um, of that. That said, is if you're looking for a precision zero, that's not the one. I'd still go with 100, 100 yard zero or 200 yard zero. Um, the 250 yards, that's the 50 slash 200 yard zero is a phenomenal zero um, as well. Um, but I'm a huge fan of the 36 yard for a, 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 five, a 55 grain 5.56 AR. Uh, You get that optic zeroed in at 30 yards, 36 yards. And like I said, from zero, from point blank to 300 yards. You put that dot center chest. Unless you've got really bad mechanics, you're going to be all right. So that might be a zero that you guys might want to talk about um, for some kind of a truck gun or home defense and all of that. If you're not looking for a precision zero, I would 100% at least look into um, the 36-yard zero if you're using ARs at 5.56 for sure. Um, Kyle, let's go in real quick for a, um, let's talk the AR and all that. For home defense, obviously you might not be using it for just home defense. Um, what are you going to zero that AR in? Now you said you're going five five six or three hundred blackout. I can't remember.
1: Uh,
0: your optimum. your optimum. Yeah, three hundred
1: blackout, ten and
0: a half. Ten and a half. What would you? What, what would zero? Would you use at that point?
1: Oh I, yeah, thirty six
0: yards for sure. so you like thirty six yard as well? Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, Chris, uh, your optimum was a seven and a half inch three hundred blackout. Is that correct? Yep. What zero are you gonna run on your optic?
2: I put a 25 on it.
0: 25? That's pretty solid. Uh, Ginger, what zero are you rocking?
3: I'm going to be different than everybody else. I'm going to say whatever the ammo manufacturer recommends is the optimal zero. And and I say that because, you know, depending on your home defense load and your, what you're practicing with could be two different things. So knowing what that that arc is hmm. and knowing what that zero is is probably – what i would do
0: sure um that's a that's a fair point uh let's talk optics on home defense we're, we're going to stay with an ar um platform um five five six three hundred blackout uh, what kind of optic are you guys running you guys running a red dot and lpvo what are you guys going to run chris we'll start with you
2: uh, this three hundred blackout pistol I just did is I've got a Sig Romeo uh, MSR on it, and then I got a okay. three three power magnifier behind it.
0: Okay. Yep. Um, is it a flip up magnifier? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ginger, what kind of optic are you gonna run?
3: Either uh, a dot or a prism.
0: Okay. Uh, Kyle. You are going irons, of, baby, aren't you? You're going irons. I'm
1: gonna get a lot of crap for this, but yes, yeah. So I'm, I'm a big uh, I'm a big iron side guy.
0: No, I get it. And the reason why I, I brought you in last is, um, I'm gonna probably run some sort of a dot. But understand something, guys. We're talking about home defense, right? So let's just assume that you don't live in the Hamptons in a twenty thousand square foot castle, right? The average person, the longest shot that you're probably going to have to take um, in the open in your house is say what? 20, 30 feet, you know, 10 yards at the most, right? You know, this is going to sound crazy. At 10 yards in that situation, I'm probably pointing and shooting. Yeah, I'm going to have an optic on there. But if 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 you're if you've gone through stuff that, that, that let's say no offense to anybody else, but Kyle and I have gone through quite a bit of CQB training in our lives. And what what drives me nuts is you see movies and all that, people running CQB, or you see people that have very little experience, they're rocking, they're clearing a room looking through that optic. So you're gonna when you clear a room and you're doing CQB, you're not rocking the optic. You've got an optic there, but you're here. And your eyes go directly over on top of the optic. You're not looking through the optic. Let's just be honest, okay? To do it properly, you're not looking through the optic. You're rocking on top of the optic, and if your if your mechanics are good, you've been trained well enough, and you've done enough practice, you should be at uh, ten yards should be able to point and shoot. Um, so there is not a wrong answer for for whatever optic or sight that you're going to do whatever makes you comfortable whatever makes you the most confident what i suggest that you guys do is next time you take your your ar or whatever that you you're using for home defense if it's a rifle of some sort you have an optic on there try putting a target out at 10 yards in front of you and trying to get 10 shots off you don't have to do it quickly quickly but relatively quickly let's say 10 shots and if you can't get 10 shots on a silhouette in seven seconds then i'd worry right you can probably get them in, in about two if you if you if you're really you know two or three seconds should be pretty awesome uh, but let's say seven seconds um to get 10 shots off in a silhouette but try doing it without looking through your optics Eyes directly over that optic, point and shoot your mechanics. If you've done it enough, you should be able to boom, 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 And hit, and not saying precise. I'm saying the silhouette target, you should be able to end that threat. You should be able to get 10 out of 10 shots on the silhouette without using an optic. Just saying. When Lance said that'd be a great video idea. I don't know. I haven't done one of those before. Surely I have. Probably not, but you know what? That, that would be a pretty cool one is to show different ways of, of shooting. I'm not saying don't look through your optic. If you want to look through your optic, look through your dot, whatever, then by all means do it, but understand what you're doing in that situation. I, I, I can tell you from experience. Uh, I don't try to throw my experience out there a whole lot, but I will tell you this. This is something that I was very good at. Uh, I was unfortunately a point man, and Kyle knows point man's uh, and, and CQB is not fun. Um, But I, but that's, I I loved it. Um, From my experience, if you're, if you're clearing a room, clearing a building of whatever, and you're actually looking through your optic, you're taking all of your vision away and focusing it on one little tube. You, when you're clearing, you've got to be able to see everything. You've got to be able to see anything that's moving in your peripherals. You've got to be able, without without doing all of this and all of that, you should be able to get right there, and I can look, and my rifle hasn't moved. Okay, mechanics are good. If you're working on CQB, I'm not saying it's the only way. It's not the right way. It's the way that I've done it and how I was trained, and it works for me. But if you work on it long enough, you should be able to present Eyes on top of your optic, point and shoot at ten yards, which is thirty feet, and you should be able to get ten shots in a silhouette. That's just me. Uh, what do you guys think of? I'm gonna throw it out there, but I mean, are, are you guys all about uh, in in that room clearing that CQB, that home defense? Are you guys looking through the optic, or how are y'all running that? And, and feel free to just jump in.
1: One thing I've seen. Um that i definitely need to work on um, is people running red dots and cqb yep and really just training every time they shoot with that weapon system um with that setup training to keep both eyes open um dominant eye down the sight, and non-dominant eye kind of i know it sounds like you'd have crazy eyes doing that but um i've seen people work very well um kind of like you know, holding to that site, but also being able to use their peripherals.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, but I'm the same way you are, Gus. I just, iron sight guy, but I'm more aiming with my thumb than anything yep. as I'm coming through.
0: Yep. Um, <laughs> technique in CQB. Um, this is where I kind of geek out, right? Uh, I, I love CQB. If you've never done a, a, a home defense CQB training class, and you find one around, man. Go do it. They're fun as hell. They are really, really fun. But most of what CQB and, and the reason why I say CQB is that's close quarter combat. That's close quarter battle, if you will. But that's home defense, right? That's 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 home defense tactics. That's that's defense inside a close quarter. Um. But people don't understand um, how much footwork plays an enormous role um, and handling, you know, there's talking about the threshold and the, and the funnel of death. And those are terms that we use. I don't know if anyone else uses that's the terms that we use in the Marine Corps, the funnel of death. You don't want to get stuck in a doorway, the funnel of death. Um, you got to get through that threshold and and move quickly. Uh, you got footwork has to be a specific way. And I know it sounds crazy, but you know, you see military guys that do CQB, they've done hours and hundreds of hours uh uh, we used to sit there and in our office and clear rooms with broomsticks and all it was was footwork just footwork simple footwork um handling when to throw that that rifle up you know you throw it too early they can see that muzzle coming through the door or something there's all sorts of timings and all that cqb classes are incredibly fun go Go take one if you can. It's 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 well worth it. Um, all that uh, ginger, go ahead, go for it.
3: Well, I think what uh, what we miss, and I think this is what we've been trained to do. And Amy Langdon put it best. And if you don't know who Amy Langdon is, you know, look Land her up in her yeah, Langdon Tactical. Uh, she put it best. A lot of people are training now to shoot ten shots in a in a center in a group about this big in five seconds and training that What we, we, we really need to be training is putting 10 shots on a silhouette sized target
0: mm-hmm.
3: in time and, and i think that's a the big flaw with everybody now is that we're trained to put bullets on top of each other what we need to be training is hitting the target
0: it's 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 about ending a threat yeah. right i don't care if i john wickham or if i hit him in the kidney or if, if i put 10 shots on someone and they're all over the place. Do I care? Not one bit. My job is in that threat. Um, and I think that you start getting people thinking about I have to put 10 shots in a half dollar size circle um, in five seconds. You start freaking people out, right? That's just my opinion. You start getting people worried about being too precise, and their focus goes on trying to be precise. Instead of ending the threat, right? Some people aren't fast shooters. There, there are some. I, I know friends of mine that are very accurate. They're just they're not they're not quick. I don't want that person trying to be told that you've got to cut your time in, in half, because at that point they become unsafe, right? Chances are they miss the target if they cut it from seven to four or whatever, whatever that number is, right? Or did you say two seconds or five? Five. Oh, okay. I think for some of two seconds. Yeah, five seconds. Absolutely. You should be able to hit it. No, I'm not saying you should be able to put them like that in five. I don't think I don't think you should be trying to do that. I think you should try to hit was it the B52 target? Is that the silhouette IDPA I you know USPSA targets, whatever? The B52 target, you should be able to get 10 shots in a silhouette in five seconds. 10 yards that shouldn't be a problem if you can't do that then that should be your goal okay um and i think you should do a point shoot i don't think that you should have to worry about an optic uh chris what are you what are you uh you you looking through a dot what 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 is your personal what are you trying to accomplish in that cqb uh with your optic
2: well i'm not a cqb guy by any means i mean but like from a competition standpoint for me It's kind of hard to explain what I do, but when that buzzer goes off, I'm, I got to get two shots in a six to or 11 inch, a six by 11 inch Mm -hmm. box. Mm -hmm. And, but the thing is, is like, and me being, you know, I'm a lefty. So obviously with my right eye, I'm, I'm already tracking my next four or five targets. Cause I got to get two shots on that A zone and get, so I guess I for me I just kind of use my same thing as I do with the competition side of it, you know. Yeah, not,
0: and that's a good one. And
2: and a lot of the times my my I'm not looking through the dot. I'm just hit that target and then start moving on to the next, you know. And,
0: Absolutely. Uh, once again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with actually looking through the tube at the dot. Would never say that that's wrong. I'm saying that if 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 you can get a 10 yards and this is just my thing, okay? I think that 10 yards uh, 10 out of 10 at 10 yards um in a silhouette is kind of the standard. Like if you can do that then you can defend your house, right? You can defend your family. Now, once let's say let's say you can get that 10 shots under 5 seconds all hitting silhouette with that dot, right? Um if you're using a dot, then yeah, maybe you need to start tighter groups. But once you know that you can consistently get 10 shots under five seconds in a good grouping at 10 yards, why not try point shooting? Like try it. You've already kind of mastered or you're very, very proficient the other way. What if that optic goes out? What if, what if you drop your rifle and it, 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 comes off? What if the glass breaks? What if the battery runs out and now you don't have that dot at three o'clock in the morning? What are you going to do? Why not practice it? Practice the point shoot. And like I said, I think you'll be surprised um, at how accurate you can be with a point shoot method. That's just me. That's just me. Um, We're still going ARs here. Um... You guys run a light on your rifles for home defense? a Weapons mounted light, I should say. Chris, let's start with you on that one.
2: Yeah, I'm running weapons mounted light.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, Ginger, you run a weapons a weapon mount? Or are you doing handheld or what?
3: The weapons mounted. If it's an AR,
0: yeah. Okay, Kyle, what about you? No light. no Okay.
1: Hey, the founder of IDPA said we don't need lights. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, uh, I don't no, know. Did I, Bill Wilson? Did Bill Wilson say that? He very well could have. I don't know.
1: No, I um, no, I wasn't Bill Wilson. I can't. I can't remember the guy. Ken that. Hackathon. Yeah. Um, Hackathon uh, said
0: that. That doesn't surprise me.
1: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no. Nah, no, if it's dark, I'm going O2 sight, um, and just that's how i'm gonna roll yeah no I, get uh, it. I, I have nothing against flashlights i really don't but uh, my home defense weapon's kind of minimalist in nature and just i don't want the extra weight
0: no that's fair um there's a there's the argument that a lot of people say well don't you want to identify you know whoever's in your house yeah Um, two things about flashlights. Do I, do I have a flashlight on, on mine? Yes, I do. Do I ever use one? Very rarely. Um, and here's why, several reasons. One, uh, a light can give away your, your, your position. Okay. Um, if you're worried about a tactical advantage, uh, I will not ever turn my lights on in that home defense situation. um. Kyle knows what I'm talking about, but I work best in the dark. I have an advantage in the dark. Um, I know the layout of my house. If I keep those lights off, I know where every couch is, where every chair is. I can maneuver around my house with the, literally the blindfold on if I wanted to, because uh, I know where everything is. Uh, you turn the lights on, they now are able to see as well. I like the the advantage of being in the dark. Um, two, your natural vision, night vision. People don't realize that. An intruder is coming from the outside. Even if it's dark at night, you know there's, they have their car lights on or something, their eyes aren't adjusted to the dark yet. Your eyes are going to be adjusted to the dark, and your natural night vision gives you an advantage. Um, you start flashing a flashlight, and it actually hurts you just as much as it does them. Now, are there absolute advantages of having a a, a light? Yes. One, identifying is incredibly easy with that. Uh, Two, you can actually use the light as a weapon itself. Uh, You get one of these 2,000 lumen lights that are in there now that they've got out there, LEDs, and you'd put that in someone's face at 10 feet away, you're going to blind them for a few seconds. You have an advantage there. Um, I'm telling you, that just me, I, I, I before I pull a trigger inside my home, I will briefly flash that light for identification purposes. Um, but other than that, I'm not using the light. I, I want the advantage of the darkness. Uh, what do you guys think uh, about lights and all that? Um, positives, negatives, this is a free open. Don't let me call on you. Just start talking. What do you guys think about weapons? Now the lights as far as, uh, all <laughs> that, uh, um, advantages of lights and why you guys are running them for, uh, Chris and, and ginger.
3: I mean, I like having a light to identify, but I'm, I'm also with you where my natural night vision is going to be better than, than what it's in the the outside light coming in silhouetting things, but uh, it's more of a identification of, Hey, Mm -hmm. there's the threat other than that. You know, it's, I mean, if you hold a weapon to my, I mean, if you're taking any sort of light training or low light training, if you hold that weapons light wrong, you're just lighting yourself up.
0: Yep. So, no for sure. Um there's a lot to be said uh, about taking some low light or no light training as well. Great classes in that as well. Uh Chris, um for your for your purposes of the light, what are the what are the main reasons why you decide to uh to mount a light on your on your rifle? Um
2: I, I don't I, I mean for honestly in the house I don't think I'd need it. Yeah, um,
0: okay, that's fair.
2: Yeah, um, going outside now, but this would be more of a uh, coyote or something in the yard type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then I need you know then I'd want that light, but I don't think I would even need it in the house. Um, yeah, I've been living here for so long, like you said, I kind of I know where everything's at. I can move through the house pretty pretty easily
0: so let me guys ask you this um it's gonna sound very very odd um how many of you guys ever clear your house you clear your house i clear my house all the time it sounds weird um practice it all time
1: um i clear my workplace too (laughs) advantage of working at a manufacturer
0: i understand um yeah for sure Um, if you haven't ever cleared your house, I'd say you should do it once a month, Uh, maybe even once a week. Um, it's just me. That said, I think that we're talking about we know our houses really well. Uh, and I'm not saying you have to clear it with your gun, get a broomstick, get whatever, um, a a water gun, or just walk around this with your hands or with your hands, whatever you're going to use. But it's about maneuvering through your house in the dark. Turn your lights off every now and then. With natural light coming in, maybe you guys have lamps on to keep it at night, whatever. Set your house up exactly how you would set your house up when you go to bed at night. Every now and then, try to clear your house. Try to get from one bedroom to the kid's bedroom. Um, How many steps does it take you? How much time, on average, does it take you? Um... Are there any obstacles that you have to mentally be thinking of at three o'clock in the morning between your door and the kid's door? If there is, you might want to think about moving those. Or add more obstacles. Just make sure that you know where they are. Um, Obstacles aren't bad if you know where they are because chances are the intruders don't. Um, But I think there's a lot of people um, that don't understand we talk about it here so far we know where our furniture is we know where our house layout how many of you guys have ever cleared your house and maybe you should um just saying it might be weird but uh i think i think there's a huge advantage what do you guys think about clearing your houses uh good bad does it matter
3: i think it's great it gives you some practice and in, in, in at least using your footwork and figuring out
1: how to get off the x and get around stuff Absolutely, yeah, and uh, it's it's something you can include the family in, or you need to include the family in.
0: That was where um, I was going with it next. That's where I, was I going got with you next. Yeah, yeah. I know it's great you brought that. It was a great transition. Um, bring in family. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, go ahead.
2: Oh no, and I was going to say too, like a big thing too that a lot of people don't think about, uh, especially like we're talking about ARs. If mm-hmm. you're going down a hallway and you got a threat to your left or a threat to your right. Uh depending on if you're left or right-handed, people don't realize how hard uh, for a left-hander like me trying to go to the left uh, around a mm-hmm. wall. Um, so those are things that you definitely need to kind of practice. That's why I kind of always tell people you need to learn to shoot off your, both your shoulders. Um, yeah, well, I
0: mean, in, in a CQB situation, depending on where you're entering a room from or where you're entering a hall from, what side of that hall, what side of the house. Um, if you're coming from the right side and you're going to look down a hall, you're not going to go right shoulder and lean over. You're going to move over to the left. If you've been trained right and you do it well enough, you should be able to move back and forth from shoulder to shoulder. No problem whatsoever. Um, understanding angles. Uh, you've heard about you know slicing the pie, and if you haven't, Maybe that's well, step one in all of this, you know? Go ahead, Joe.
3: Well, I'm glad you brought that up because slicing the pie is what a lot of people don't understand. You know, practicing those angles and stuff, I mean, I joke around with my wife. We we pull out Nerf guns every once in a while, and that's where a, a good chance to practice my great, angles are. Yeah. Just to get my angles down. And she's like, oh, well, I can't see you. I'm like, yep, that's the point. It's cover versus concealment versus getting your angles and your shot angles Perfectly. You
0: know, theoretically, and, and Kyle, you might remember, it's been a long time um, uh, since I've heard the numbers, and the numbers might have changed um, since then. But if you do it the right way, and let's say you're in a hallway or you're somewhere and you've got to enter a room, right, you should theoretically be able to clear I think it was seventy-five to eighty percent of a room before you ever even enter it. You know, you're going to have a couple blind spot corners that you might have to worry about, but other than that, you should be able to kind of clear a room if you slice the pie before you ever enter that threshold. Um, and we're talking. And another thing is, is I don't know, I'm going to get way too technical, on this is going to be something you need to get training on. Please, if you're walking down a hallway. And you're getting ready to maybe have to enter a room with a door. I don't care if it's open or not. Please do not stand against the wall. You're putting yourself in the worst position. If you're having to go right inside of a door, do not hug the right wall. Don't do it. You're putting yourself in a position one, become surprised bullets can go through walls. If you're running up against a wall and you start rubbing that wall, well, one, you're giving your position away because they can hear that. Two, you're creating bad angles for yourself right off the bat. You're putting yourself in a disadvantage before you even start. So you're going to start at least maybe an arm's length away from that wall. And as you get closer to that, that opening, that threshold, that, that area, you're going to start angling away from that doorway, and then you start slicing the pie. So the more room you create, as far as you can get away from that opening, the more you can start seeing. And then the less that you're having to give up to your cover or concealment, which is huge, right? Uh, I, I this is way way too technical for this. I know that I'm, I'm losing people, and I apologize. I, I geek out on this stuff. I truly nerd out on this stuff. This is what I truly love. Um, Go take a CQB class, please. Please, go take a seat. I think you'll just enjoy it. more. You'll learn a ton, but I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, Armsman out there says, I use motion sensing lights in certain areas of my home. So anyone coming in will activate a small sensor light, which is enough for me to see who's coming. There you go. Um, let's see here. Um, all right, so let's talk about this. Handguns, Okay. Um, for the longest time, I was always a proponent of handguns. I'm not saying I'm not anymore. Um, for a lot of reasons, I think handguns are great for home defense. Uh, real quick before we go into handguns, let's go through the room. Kyle, Chris, Ginger, handguns, uh, yay or nay for home defense. Kyle.
2: I don't see an issue with it.
0: Okay. Uh, Chris, Ginger.
2: I've been using an M my MP 45 for years. Yep. Uh, yeah same handguns are great
0: yep um i know a lot of people that don't that don't think that handguns are good because well, i don't know why um what i will say what the handgun does is if you're proficient single shooting strong hand or weak hand only uh, single hand shooting that does free up your hand to grab kids or to move stuff away or whatever um Let's talk about a handgun setup. Optimal handgun setup for you Kyle, whether it's optics, light, what kind of sights. Uh, if you were setting up the Kiger for home defense, what would you how would you set it up?
1: Um I'd probably roll I, I probably wouldn't do, use an optic just cuz I'm not not very comfortable with that yet. Um I probably would have a laser. A laser, uh, okay, it, sure. And that's that's about it.
0: No light, that, that just is. laser. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, Chris,
2: my um, am a P forty five. I run. I use. I've got the extended mag, so when it's on my nightstand, I got fourteen rounds in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I use a red dot, and then I use Streamlight Kill or One HL.
0: Uh, perfect, Ginger.
2: So
3: I run a DASA. So I'll run uh, right now to CZPO7 with okay. a TLR one on it, no optic. With uh, right now it's got the factory. What do you, what do you want to call it? Uh, they're not night sights, but they glow in the dark when you hit them with light. About the,
0: the tritium sights?
3: They're not tritium though. They're they with fiber they, optic. No, they they glow when you hit them with light.
0: You talking like the glow in the dark paint stuff?
3: Yeah, it's got glow in the dark paint. A it's not. Ideal on
0: it? Yeah. yeah, I
3: yeah. want to replace them. I'd rather replace those with like fission night sights. I just haven't had a chance, but I don't I, know what, what yeah. it is about DASA that I prefer for.
0: So let me ask you this. I, I have no problem if you're running double-latch. I have no problem with that. Let me ask you this. Uh, that, gl- that gun, let's say, is on a nightstand or in a drawer, let's just assume, right, or in a, in a safe by on your nightstand, however um, you have it. Are you... Is it cocked and ready to go? Is it in single action or is your first shot going to be in double action?
3: First shot, DA.
0: Okay. So you've got it in, you've got the hammer down, is what you're saying. Yes. So your first shot will be in double action or are you going to go ahead and manually cock that and and shoot your first shot from C? You're saying that you want your first shot in double action.
3: Yeah, that's how I've trained with it.
0: Interesting. Okay, no, no, I'm not saying it's wrong. I just, no. That's interesting to me, you know?
3: And that, that's my thing. I've, I have practiced with that more in DA, DA yeah. going DA to single than yeah. that. Now, has it always been that? No, because I, I constantly rotate out. I think it was the – before that, it was the uh, A-Rex 01 I had in there. And then before that, it was the Hellcat Pro with the, with the optic on it. It all depends on what I'm taking out to the range, and then I'll rotate out. But those guns are constantly getting trained with. So I don't know what it is. I just prefer the DA first and then go into the SA and run it that way. I've trained with it for years that way, just to, you know grabbing off the table at the range and going straight into that or out of the holster and then decocking it. It's just weird like that.
0: No, no, no. I, 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 I. I'm not. I was just wondering because yeah. I, I for me, I would not want my first shot at three o'clock in the morning in the pitch black to be at ten pounds. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. That's, that's just me. Um, yeah. But I get, I get it. As long as you're practiced it, with it and you're good with it, then hey man. It.
3: I think it came from. At one point, I was staying with a buddy who had a kid and that's why I did it that way cuz that tr- that for sure pulls heavier. Yeah. Again, they could theoretically cock the hammer back and sure. it was just but I trained that. But having way the, ha-
0: having that hammer down also is is not a bad way to have it stored or in a drawer in your safe is having that hammer down is yeah. is probably the safest way to have it. Um you know, whatever. Uh for me, I I so now my home defense handgun is is now the the witness 2311 i have the red dot on there for youtube it is i know it's live i'm not handling it i'm pointing i'm so um optic on the front this is the uh, TLR tr 10 um and it's got several different modes um, I, I really like that light, um, so yeah, I, I've kind of gone to that for um my handgun. I am working on right now a, 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 a new um, setup for home defense. I'm really loving it. Um, it's the SAR, nine, uh, SAR 109T, which is a 9mm like 8-inch barrel, and it's basically, and you guys that know me know me that, that I love the HK-416. It's, it's amazing. This is basically a 416 clone in 9-millimeter and 8-inch barrel. Um, and I've got, I put the advocate on there, uh, and it's it's a it's a pistol, a nine pistol, uh, AR pistol, I should say. Uh, and I'm going to have a light on there. i um, got the irons on there, the old HK, uh, you know, if you will call me HK MP5 sites on there. If you ever, ever looked at the 109T, I don't even know if if they're out anymore. I've had it for a few years now. And I absolutely love it. It's got a quad rail on it, Kyle. Team quad rail. I'm a quad rail, you know, guy. Uh, It's a great one. Um, uh, Once again, for the handgun, I've got my red dot on there. Um, But once again, even with handguns, if I'm clearing a room... I'm, I'm pointing and shooting i'm not i'm not focusing on sights or optics in, in a home defense inside that 10yard thing um that's just me that's just me um
2: that's a really cool looking gun i got it pulled up right now that's no, amazing
0: that. oh man well they, they they came out i want to say 2020 it was a shot right before the cough cough happened i think it was 2020 and I don't know if they're still there or not. I don't know if they're still... They're still making them. If they're still selling them, I don't know.
2: Is that run on a cult mag?
0: It's running a cult mag, yeah. Yeah. It is on a cult mag. It's badass. Uh, But once again, I'm a 416 guy. So if you're a 416 guy, and you'll look at this, and, 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 and immediately you'll recognize the 416 influence. Even the controls... Um, like I said, the the the, the front and rear sights are the old HK sights, and everything about it is 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 HK esque. So uh, if you're an HK 416 guy like I am, uh, with quad rail and all that, this is a bad to the bone little thingamajig. So that's what I'm working with right now. Um, that advocate is pretty cool. Um, I have not shot it yet. Uh, I mounted it a couple of nights ago and it's it's pretty cool and it's a perfect height um because you guys know the HK sights they flip up they're they're not like normal iron sights they're the HK sights round you know if you know an MP5 sights you know what they are um but when those things pop up um you can still see them through the optic but they're it's 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 up enough to where it's not taking over everything i really do really do like that advocate right now. Um, And like I said, for a prism, a micro prism, typically the bad thing about prism scopes is there is very little, if any, eye relief. Like you almost sometimes have to be kind of really close up to that optic. With this, for some reason, I'm not saying it's unlimited like a red dot, but I'm having no problems being far away. So I'm having no problems. Chris, so far with your advocate that you've got, is eye really been an issue with you at all?
2: No, I uh, I actually put it on my PCC.
3: Oh, um, did you? Yeah.
2: And then I took it out to the range. Uh, I filmed that review a week ago Sunday, I think. And yeah, the eye really, and I'm pretty, I'm really impressed with the brightness of that lighted reticle, too. It's
0: yeah, I keep mine on like the second, maybe the third. I think it's like the second setting. I, I don't I don't, I don't like a real bright. Um, uh reticle but like the second or third level is still pretty bright like it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy bright when you set up especially if you go what to the full full power of that that, that light yeah
2: yeah because you know when when they announced I knew that was coming out before shot and I I didn't get really excited about it. I'm like yeah it's prism yeah. I'm not a real big fan of them um uh, but then when I picked it up at shot show and I'm You know, because they had it on an MP5 and I'm looking at it and I'm like, I'm pushing it further and further away from me. And I'm like, whoa, this thing's got some really good eye relief here. Like I
0: said, for prism optics, that's usually not the case.
2: Yeah. And then I was like, yeah, I really want to get this thing to the house and get a review done on it. So,
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Let's talk PCCs for a while. Uh, that's obviously what mine is I, I and I'm not I'm not going against it uh, I love the Foxtrot Mike mic um, Fm9 little five inch nine millimeter AR pistol I've got the uh, one of the sig sour dots on there shake awake it's great uh, I've got a TLR um, light on it Um I just decided to go with this SAR. I haven't shot it in a couple of years and I honestly forgot about it. I'm not going to lie. I forgot that I had it. I saw it in the safe and I was like, oh my God, like I used to love this thing. So I said, I want to go ahead and and make this the home defense. So I've had fun kind of configuring that. Uh, Let's say a nine millimeter PCC for home defense. Okay. PCC. Let's run through the room. We'll start with ginger on this. What length are you running? Uh, you run a dot irons. You run a light. Like how? What's your setup for a PCC? Uh, and it that to be nine millimeter? Just you know, a, a pistol caliber. If you like forty, then god I don't mind really go for forty. You oh, know. I mean, uh, so, or ten just, or whatever. G twenty
3: three just pops in the chat says forty for life. So
0: I, uh, you yeah. know, it's just one of those things. You know, you, you say forty twice and he shows up. Uh, but no, like, how would you set up a PCC for home defense?
3: So right now I have the Strybog 9 I think that's what it is. It's the short, the five and a half inch 9 mm-hmm. mil PCC. Love that, especially with the folding brace. It fits yep. right in the bedside. Oh, I
0: do have the Sylvan Arms folding brace on the Foxtrot mic, and I'm also going to have one on the um, the SAR uh, eventually as well. But Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, folding okay. brace. Love it. Love it. it. Love it.
3: So I was gonna bring this up when we were talking about ARs, but since we're talking about PC yeah. now, are we preferring bufferless or buffered on either or because you could go with like a brn or a, a or arms or something like Whatever that? Whatever
0: you again. feel like going with. I mean, you know, like just what would your what would your how what would your setup be, you know? Yeah. So uh, I've always kind of liked the buffered. I, I, I love MP5s, right? But for the AR style, yeah, I mean, you know, having the buffer on there—it's what it is. You know, I think I think people, most people are used to it, right?
3: Well, yeah, I'm running a dot on that, and right okay. now I'm not r- running any lights on that, so that's just a no dot. With, okay, with with that, uh, and I put a a small A2 style break on the end of it, just uh
0: okay, sure,
3: because I could. Um, Absolutely, but yeah, I, I like those, the 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 Matador. If, if if we're going with another, I've one. got
0: a, I've got the sixteen inch ten millimeter Strybog coming, um, which I'm really looking forward to. That's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun to play around with. Just saying, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Strybogs are great. Um, so you've got the folding. Obviously, that's a bufferless system. Yeah. Uh, but you've got the folding kind of the AK looking.
3: Yeah. The AK looking side, side folder. I I also prefer, um, I don't think a lot of companies are doing reciprocating charging handles anymore, but I prefer the non-reciprocating charging handle on my home defense PCC. That's it's out there in the ether.
0: Absolutely. Like I said, this is how you would set it up, you know? Um, what's up, Mario? Uh, Kyle setting up a PCC, let's say you've got the AM nine or whatever, uh, setting up a PCC. What length are you liking to run? Possibly, uh, optics lights, any of that good stuff. What do what are you rocking?
1: I'm going eight inch barrel and I'm probably still rocking iron sights.
0: Okay. Absolutely. Um, would you go laser or anything on there?
1: I mean, I, I love a laser, but, um, I don't know. The more and more I think about it, like I almost kind of want to retract saying I'd have one on my handgun because I feel like that's kind of a dead giveaway from where you're coming from. And by the time you make contact, um, I don't know. I'd prefer just have my sights and not really have my position given away.
0: No, I understand that. I, I say that there is uh, – we're talking non-IR lasers, folks, yeah. also. IR, completely different ball game.
1: Yeah, I don't have MVGs or anything, so...
0: Right. Uh, that said, the, the, the regular LED, if you want to call it, the regular laser, it's not IR. Um, the gun that I gave my daughter a couple Christmases ago for, uh, for her carry has an attached laser to it. And, um, you know, in certain situations, we talked earlier about a, a light being a weapon within itself um, a laser can be a deterrent in and of itself. If you're walking, if you're, if you're an intruder and you're walking through someone's house, the next thing you know, you see a red or green dot on your chest, you've seen movies, you know what that means. Uh, there's a chance that maybe they just leave. Um, so I, I think that, you know, if you're going to have a light or a laser on there, it doesn't necessarily mean you have to use it, you know? Um, so you could have that laser attached, or you could have that light attached. Uh, I've got a light on this one. I'm going to have a light on all of mine that are, are, home defense stuff. It doesn't mean I'm going to use them all the time, but yeah, I would never say to, de- you know, don't detract. Say, Hey, I don't think, I-. yeah, you can always have it on there. You don't have to use it. Um, let's see here. Um, Mark Jackson says, Kyle, some of those lasers. Yes. Are so strong. It's a giveaway. They're on the flip side enough to see like the laser light combo and NMP. Um, Sykes has never done a PCC, but I'd go the 45 ACP 10 inch barrel iron sights with a white light. There you go. Chris, PCC setup uh, for home defense.
2: Yeah, if I was going to do one, I, I'm i going to go. I don't really want to go with a 5-inch barrel just because my arms are so long. I want, I want a see, little I have, bit.
0: I have, like, T-Rex arms, so I, I'm all about that those short barrels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Probably do what Kyle said. I'd go... Probably 8-inch on the barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely have a light on it and a dot. Folding stock. Um,
0: what caliber? Yeah. Non? Um, yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: There's some 147 grainers in it for the house.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I was going to say, uh, I, the next question is going to be is through the room here. Um, ammo, let's say, are you guys using... Home defense ammo, or you use in regular ball ammo, or I mean, you don't have to answer that. Some people don't want to give their information away, but I mean, um, are you gonna run defensive ammo?
2: For sure, for me, yeah, yeah, it's one hundred percent for me too. Yeah. I I will actually give
3: the defensive ammo. I like running the Sig um, 1.4 grade the V Crown. Run it with and then practice if I'm sighting in with the practice ammo. It's a, it's a great combination.
0: So I'll say this. Uh, up until a couple of years ago, I never tried to say, I'm not a big sig guy. I don't dislike sig. I'm just not a big sig guy, right? Um, and for the longest time, I've used uh, horny critical defense, uh, as whether it's ARs, handguns. That's, that's the, the defensive ammo that I've always carried. A couple years ago, maybe three years ago, hell, it might have been five years ago. I don't remember. Several years ago, right? Um, Got my local gun shop. Hey, just got some of this new SIG um, V Crown uh, carry ammo. Um, Take a couple boxes. Let me know what you think. And I was like, sure, you know, thanks. Went to the range and love it. And oh, by the way, the V Crown, like self defense ammo is real for the same price as other ammo. It's much less than the Hornies or the Underwoods or any of these self-defense, home-defense ammos. I'll tell you this, that V Crown Sig V-Crown defense ammo might be the best value for a defensive ammo out there, for sure. It's still great stuff, but it is much cheaper than the other stuff. So... Uh, Federal put some good. Go ahead.
2: Oh, and the expansion on that stuff is it's it's is crazy. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. for the nine. I the only one that really didn't impress me was the test that I watched on the three eighty. Uh, I haven't it, shot the three. I really only shot up the, nine. Much, but the nine. the uh, nine okay. millimeter V crown is super impressive. Yeah,
0: I've only shot the nine, um, and I I would be very. Uh, I would have zero problems to tell people. You know, that's a great one to go with. What's up, Steve? How you doing, bud? Um, yeah, uh, hour forty-one. So let's let's talk real quick about a home defense plan. And I don't remember who it was. About so like bringing your 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 family into uh, the home defense, whether it's clearing rooms or whatever. Uh, obviously, everyone's different. Some people like us. My my kid's gone, so it's just it's me and my wife. Uh, Some people have kids, some people have parents or grandparents, or, you know, you have other people living in the house with you, uh, depending upon how that works. Um, The first question I'll run through the room, we'll start with Chris on this one. Do you have, I'm not saying like a written down plan, but like, do you have a, an intruder plan like if if there's an intruder that comes in the house at two in the morning does everyone in the household kind of know what their responsibility is do you have one of those plans
2: my plan with you know I've just got two of them living here my wife and my son right Um, I've told them I want them to stay put you know get -hmm. down beside the bed or um let me take care of the you know Heading out of the room thing. Sure. Um, My son's room's right across from ours, directly across. So. Okay. um, If anybody's coming coming... into the house, they have to come from the the complete opposite side from where our bedrooms are at.
0: Okay, so he'll have time. So you you want him to come to the bed your bedroom with your wife? Is that what you want to do? Or you want him to stay still? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Ginger do you guys have a, a a plan I'm not I'm not calling it a plan but a plan you know I mean you know what I mean like is there is there something that you, that everyone kind of knows what their jobs are
3: Yes so oh, where our master suite sits from the top I can see the front
0: door master suite ooh a fancy oh,
3: yeah fancy word I can <laughs> see the front door from right outside the bedroom door and then if I go to the other side the way our 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 upstairs is set it kind of overlooks it's got kind of like a balcony i can yeah. see the back door so basically it's get into the the walk-in closet that's in our bathroom and hunger down and if you don't hear me knocking there's a 12 gate
0: <laughs> no, i'll get i'll get to mine in a second i understand um kyle with the fam and all that you guys kind of oh, have yeah. responsibilities yeah Yeah. For me, it's kind of like yours, John. Um, Our master bedroom has the master bathroom, and it goes down a little bit ways. And there's the walk-in closet, and and at the back of that, Um, obviously, you guys, most of you know that my wife is not a gun person. Uh, There are strategically placed firearms throughout the house. You. I don't know if it's still there. A couple of years ago, I had to where you never had to walk more than 10 paces or 15 paces throughout the house to be able to find either a firearm or a uh, a magazine or, or ammo or whatever, knife or something. Um, I think it's still pretty much set up that way. But anyways, my wife's not, but uh, if something happens, the first thing she's going to do, she's going to go back into that walk-in closet. It's one way in, one way out. There's a couple of different things in that closet that she'll be able to utilize, and I'll tell her if it's not me, and there will be a signal word to let her know that it's me coming into that doorway. If that door opens without that signal being given, then all hell's going to break loose. Um, you know, for me, um, <laughs> that's funny as hell. Well played, Kyle. Well played. Uh, well, I will not bring that out publicly, uh, but 100% correct. Um, dogs are a deterrent. Um, our dog sleeps in our bedroom with us, but you know, she's gonna bark. She may, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna open the door and let her go attack because I don't want her getting shot. You know, if anyone's gonna get shot, let would be me but she's going to bark. She can only know someone's out there for sure. And, uh, <laughs> uh, our, our private chat's pretty good right now. Um, anyways. So yeah. Um, now I was talking earlier about clearing your room. Um, do y'all practice that at all? Like, do you guys have to, you know, don't mean calling. you. Let's go ahead and just talk right now. Do y'all practice that?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely. Um, and another thing that I recommend everybody do is work on different stances and different positions that you have inside your house cuz that's mm-hmm. another advantage you have of just knowing your terrain uh, above anybody else. Like know what you can use as a rest for this and you know so on and so forth. They can go we can go on for hours on that, but
0: oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Literally I could go on for hours on this stuff. I love it. This is this is my wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead John.
3: Yeah, it's the same same thing. Practice, and I am weird. Uh, I actually cannot aim down a rifle with my left eye at all, so I have to. That's why handgun's preferred uh, for that kind of stuff. So I have to practice. I can switch hands and aim with my left eye with handgun, but rifle cannot do that at all. So practicing angles with that is uh, important.
0: Let me ask you guys this: We don't. No one brought it up. And no one, not many people think about this, but an important part, an important accessory that goes unforgotten a lot of time is a sling. Um, Where do you all stand on slings for your home defense rifles or PCCs?
1: I use, uh, again, this kind of a minimalist approach, but that's not why I use it. I Mm. use a parade sling. Um actually okay. one that was issued to me. Um
0: the old GI Yeah sling, baby. Yeah. Man, the
1: reason being is man, that thing's just so versatile, even though it it's is. so simple in design. It
0: could be a tourniquet, it could be a belt, it could be yeah. a lie, whatever you need it to be. Yeah. You know? I like
1: to just get locked in there and tighten it down and ready to go.
0: Absolutely. Uh Chris, John, where do you come down on slings for home defense? <laughs>
2: I'm still up in the air on that because, I, like I okay. said, I'm still using my handgun for my self-defense yeah. gun or home Not defense here. gun right now. But um, yeah, that's going to yeah. be that's going to be a whole other thing I'm going to have to train with.
0: So, I'm with, Chris. I'm with yeah. yeah.
3: I'm with Chris. I would like to use a sling, but right now I haven't trained with it. So when seconds count, mm-hmm. I'd rather just grab and go than have to worry about that getting in the way.
0: That's fair. That's fair. I'm a sling guy. I, 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 everything is got. I, I love a sling, but I've been working with slings for a long, long, long time. So, um, the great thing about a sling is once you're used to it, uh, switching from strong hand to weak hand. Um, you know, if, if if you run a tight sling, different ways that you can you know, stabilize yourself with a sling. If you're getting stabbed or shot or you're having to shoot one-handed with an AR or whatever, stabilizing yourself pretty easy uh, helps in, in a lot of different ways. More importantly, um, if you got a sling, you don't have to set something down to pick up, move something or pick up a child or whatever. It's, it's still right there. It's in your workspace. You're able to get it whenever you need it. Uh, not saying you should. I'm just saying that if you're out there and you're going to run some kind of a platform that's a rifle or PCC, something that has sling capabilities, um, at least look into it and at least try it. Um, because there's a lot of different advantages that a sling proposes uh, in those type of situations. Um, once again, other have it and not need it, then need it and not have it. One of those things. Um, Mario says, both sides are my strong side. Yeah, I mean, you should be able to be able to not have a strong and weak side. Let's be honest, you should be able to uh, run your systems um, both both sides very proficiently. Is one gonna be more comfortable? Obviously, but you should be able. Um, now I want to say this: this is just my personal opinion. Um, if you're gonna run a sling, do not run a single point sling. Just saying. Uh, Single point slings, if you're a male, um, has a tendency of of hitting your junk in a situation where it just flies down. Um, That's a disadvantage in that situation. Uh, At least you're a short person like I am. It it, it is what it is. Uh, But I'm I'm a a sling guy. But once again, all of this is, is, is personal preference. All of this is something that whatever you decide to go with, practice it constantly. If you change something, you change a red dot, you change a light, you change a sling, you change a laser, anything that you change, make sure before you put that into play that you've got plenty of time training and practice with that because uh, not everything is the same. Every dot's this differently. Uh, you can't just take a dot out of a box, throw it on a weapon system, and think that it's zero. That's uh, not the case. Um there you go, two point slings. There you go, G Web. That's right, two point sling. Um, but yeah, um, anything that we want to bring up real we'll quick. let start with Ginger on this. Uh, we brought a lot of, we talked about a lot of stuff, and I know that we can talk for hours upon hours upon hours for different strategies and different things. Uh, as far as setups, we're talking about tonight specifically weapon setups, not tactics or anything like that, but weapon setups. Anything that we haven't discussed tonight that you want to bring up, or something that you do that you want to tell people that might want to think about?
3: I mean, weapon setup. I think we we touched on it, but I don't think we talked about night sights. I don't think we actually if, went through the guns, room sure. on yeah. handguns. Talked about night sights even on rifles because I know there's some who are making. Fun there
0: are of them. sure um, there are, but and if getting, you don't, if you can't afford night sights, they can they can be a little expensive. Go get some neon spray paint it can it can work the same walmart sells a spray painting they glow in the dark not a problem it'll run go ahead sorry
3: no yeah, uh, i prefer night vision and only because not only do i like them and i like the people over there but we just did a podcast with them that dropped today I Love night vision. So Plugging that rachel was on the podcast for that so i'm gonna plug that real quick but no i think uh getting a good set of night sights getting uh understanding uh that and understanding uh the big thing that we haven't talked about is just your caliber and knowing um, what your target is and, and beyond. So, just understanding the ballistics of everything. If you do happen to miss, that's a that's more of a tactic thing. But and we didn't no, touch. a great point. We didn't touch on shotguns either, but who cares? It's clovers not here.
0: Um. Well, it's already two hours. We 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 could, but we're talking. You know, um, we need to watch shotguns and, and all that next time for sure. I have no problem with shotguns. I don't personally run a shotgun in the house, um, but I think honestly, if I had to be honest, it might be the best option, like a twenty gauge or something like that. Um, it could be it could be that one of the best options out there. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Real quick, let's run through the room. Where do you guys fall on? Um shotguns for home defense. Kyle.
1: Pump shotgun all day. I yeah. Yeah. I, I, no see, problem. No I no, see no I see
0: issue it. with it. I agree. Uh Ginger.
3: Uh you know, pump shotgun, but I you know, I would prefer to the Pony Express, a, a double barrel pony express shotgun. Just saying. Plug God away.
0: There you go, Christopher. Shotguns.
2: Uh, I, mean, I don't have a problem with it. I don't. I don't think it's for me. but It's not for
0: me either. But I don't have a yeah, problem. Yeah. I mean,
2: it. it it's it's definitely going to work.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, you get a twenty twenty eight or four ten. You know, for maybe some kids or someone that's not as strong, or you're worried about that. I'm not saying going with a twelve gators. I'm a bit a twenty twenty eight four ten. Promise you once again, I'm talking about ending a threat and you don't have to be real accurate, you know, just get it in the general area. Um, they'll probably leave if, if, if they can, they'll probably leave for sure. Um, Kyle, anything that you want to bring up as far as setups and all of that, um, that we talked about tonight that we didn't cover or, or anything like that?
1: No, I'll just hammer down on the, make sure you train.
0: Yeah. Uh, huh, absolutely.
1: Gosh. Training and communicating all that. It, it That's what it all boils down to. It really doesn't matter what you use. If you're not training, uh, you're going to fail. So,
0: Ginger does not need a 10-gauge coach gun. He wouldn't be able to shoot. He's not strong enough. Yeah, I said it. I said it. Uh, Chris, anything we need to bring up and and we haven't discussed or anything you wanted to bring up?
2: Uh, John stole mine when I – the Shotgun? No, what's beyond your target thing?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a real thing.
2: My bad, Chris. <laughs> that's
0: a real thing. Those Ohio kids, I guess, are thinking alike, which is scary. Uh, I had something starred. Uh, oh, I had this starred from Mister Prater. What does sufficient civilian training look like for self-defense? There's, there, there's nothing specific. Uh, There are classes that are home defense training, whether it's force on force, uh, using simunitions, using airsoft. There's all sorts of things. But ultimately, it just comes down to a home defense training class is understanding how to work and move within space or lack thereof. Uh, Once again, being able to pull that trigger at a a close distance is, is one thing. But being able to move, if you have to move to get to the kids, if, you, if your plan is like Chris or, or something like that, hey, everyone stay put, I'll get to you, which is what I would do. Um, you have to be able to move within space and knowing how to move while keeping cover or at least concealment, right? Um, not giving away positions, Uh, communicating either verbally or nonverbal communication with whoever you're trying to communicate with. All of these things are encompassed in in some of these really great CQB or home defense training classes. So there's all sorts of different kind of civilian training out there. Uh, If you can find a CQB class, I would say uh, find a CQB class. Uh, Find anything that has to do with home Defense or force on force or active shooter, even though it's not the same, having it an, taking an active shooter class opens up your mind to a lot of different scenarios that could be used in a home defense situation. Um, understanding once again, movement, communication, all that stuff. Um, it's not ideal, but an active shooter class could, could actually bring some different points of views for a home defense scenario as well. Uh, the answer to your question, Prater, is there is not like a specific curriculum that you need to be looking for. I say if, if you, if there's five different classes offered in your area that does home defense training, take all five of them. It's not going to hurt you. You know, if you can afford it, do it. Um, uh, that's a great thing, Defense Dad. That was the last question I was going to bring up. Uh, ear Pro and Eye Pro, home defense. You guys rocking it? You keeping your Ear Pro and Eye Pro by the by the night table or what, uh, Chris? What do you think?
2: No. Um, no, it's just extra stuff that I don't want to have to. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly. I, I get it. I mean, you're gonna sure. your bell's gonna be rung as soon as they, you fire that first shot in the house. Um, but yeah, I just—it's too much. Like it yeah. might
1: not be wrong though, depending on how high your adrenaline spikes. Um, once your adrenaline reaches a certain level,
0: yeah, you're fine. Uh,
1: you're not gonna feel it till later. You'll definitely feel. You'll feel it. Yeah, in. yeah.
0: Um, the only time we ever ran ear pro when I was in the Marine Corps was when we were at the range. That's it. Ever. And we used those damn foamies back in the day. You know, they weren't gonna do anything, so um, use
1: the three Ms.
0: I bet you did. <laughs> yeah, you guys. Yeah, we also were issued trichicons at boot camp too. So you know,
3: did you know, Kyle? You could sue the government over three M here. Per-
0: <laughs> yes, you can. And you were at. Were you at uh, Lejeune too? Weren't you?
1: I was chugging that water, baby. But
0: that that, that lawsuit's before, way before my time. Yeah, I think mean, it was like 80s, 80s, and or and yeah. maybe into the 90s, but I don't think it went into the 2000s, did it? Yeah. I was at Lejeune, I was at Lejeune for three weeks.
1: Hey, for guys. a
0: school, a short school there. Um, but I don't remember. I mean, obviously we drank water, but that was in, what, 94? So I don't know. I don't know. I didn't drink enough of it to be part of that class action, but you know, I get my thirteen dollars if I wanted to. You know, I'm sure that's what everyone's gets like thirteen bucks or something. You know, it is what it is. is,
1: It's pronounced Lejeune.
0: Oh, (laughs) I'm a a Hollywood Marine. Uh, (laughs) We actually weren't on. Well, we were. We were on two weeks at Lejeune, and then one week. Jacksonville. Does that sound right? Jacksonville? Somewhere in Jacksonville. I don't know what the camp was called, but it wasn't Lejeune. but it was in Jacksonville. Probably
1: Cherry Point or New River. might have
0: been Cherry Point. It might have been Cherry Point. We were there for like a week for uh, a part of the schooling. might have been Cherry Point. Uh, Kyle, I'm going to give you a couple minutes. uh, Talk about Anderson Manufacturing, where people can find you guys on social media and all that stuff. Go for it
1: uh guys andersonmanufacturing.com find us on all social media platforms at anderson manufacturing minus x on x we are at anderson rifles and i kind of wanted to circle back real quick and add something absolutely. on to um, the civilian training on cqb yeah
0: absolutely um, um
1: and this is what's worked for me i don't know if it's necessarily gonna work for everybody uh find people in your community that are like-minded um concerned for your family in uh, yep. the firearms. And what we do around here is we call it a fellowship. And one Saturday a month, we meet up and we train as a team and fellowship, whether it's um, using white tape to set up a CQB status and just kind of go through and show how we would work it. Um, and we do all kinds of different stuff, all kinds of different training. Um, one, it keeps you yourself accountable um, because you're you don't want to show up and be the guy who absolutely sucks at everything you do. And two, um, you learn from each other, man, there's not a fellowship I go to, um, any month where I don't learn something new. So, um, like my find like-minded friends and, um, try to arrange some type of monthly weekly meeting and um, just go from there.
0: Uh, one other thing, and this is something that doesn't get spoken about a lot. Um, i'm not gonna lie i am arrogant i have an ego i think most people that know me know that and i'm not saying that's a bad thing but i i i am an arrogant person about certain things Um, i have an ego i will say this if you go to a training class i don't care how many thousands of hours there are certain things i have thousands of hours in uh, in my life um i don't care how many hundreds or thousands of hours you have in, in, in into something um, I don't care how good you think you are. When you go to a training class, drop that ego, by the way. Um, there, you brought up saying being the worst person at CQB or whatever. Being that worst is not as bad as being the arrogant best. Because a person who's arrogant in that situation is probably going to get you hurt quicker than the person that doesn't know anything. So I don't care how good you are or how good you think you are. When it comes to CQB, I'm very good. But if I go to a CQB class, I'm going in there as I'm going there like teach me from the beginning. Like I, you have to drop that stuff. You have to drop the arrogance. You got to drop the ego. If you're there to learn and truly be there to learn. Don't be that guy. Anytime you ever go to a training class, there's always that guy. Don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that thinks he's better than everybody else and thinks that you should be teaching the class. Don't be that guy. Um, That said, great point about uh, getting together with groups of people. I love that. Um, Having that network, whether you have a home intruder or there is, for some God reason, there is a Red Dawn scenario, having that built-in network, uh, everyone kind of knows what their responsibilities are. You know, And here's the thing, there are people that may, like my wife, may not be someone who's into guns. But in that scenario, she's going to have a purpose. It might be, hey, she's going to go and start a fire, or she's going to get the shelter ready, or she's going to get this, she's going to get supplies gathered up. Everyone can have a, a, a spot in that network, or a position, or a duty in that network. Uh, and it doesn't have to necessarily be firearms related so uh if they're willing to be part of that network bring them in because they can do something for you Uh, you're going to need people to set up a triage um you know you're going to have some casualties they need to be able to be able to stop that bleed do some first aid you got to have people that are willing and able to do that as well so great point by the way Kyle. i love that uh chris bring you in real quick uh what you got coming down the road podcasts, videos, reviews, all that stuff, and where can people find you?
2: Uh, You can find me at Chris from the 740 on uh, here, YouTube, Instagram, X. Going to drop the advocate review Thursday. Um, Got my chat at 8 Eastern Thursday. Uh, Jason's coming on the Rogue Banshee. Um, Nice, nice. And then um, in March, I'm going to be on his podcast. We're kind of doing a swap here, so... uh, Always enjoy talking to him, so should be a pretty fun show Thursday night.
0: Yeah, yeah Jason's a good guy. Um, man, we traveled together. We've done, a, yeah, good friend, good, good dear friend of mine. It was so weird. Is I, I saw him two or three times at shot just in passing. Apparently, I forgot like the first two times I saw him because he he told me like I, I saw him on like on Wednesday or something. I was like, hey man, it's good to see you. He goes, we've talked twice this week. Once it rains, day, once I was like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. Like, it was nothing against you. He's like, no, no, no. It was so funny. It's like, uh, yeah, we've seen each other twice already. Oh, okay. Uh, Jason's is a great guy. Great guy. Uh, Rogue Man, you go check him out as well. Ginger, uh, what's going on at Fully Loaded Reviews? And obviously, uh, some two-way talk before we get out of here as well.
3: Yeah, so fully loaded reviews. We've got the a number of reviews that we've got coming up, including the Anderson Kyger, the Anderson Dissipator, uh, mm-hmm. the Ross Martin, uh, the A-Rex Delta, which I'm really excited to compare the Ross Martin to that. Uh, is this is the
0: Delta Two, or which one is it? Delta which, which one the, uh, is the Delta, Delta two?
3: two M. So
0: okay. gotcha. Gotcha. So
3: I've got both that coming up in the Strybol. Uh, I also have, I believe we're supposed to have a video up this week, but right now I'm just posting shorts until I can get some editing done. So that should be up here shortly. Uh, that's what's going on, Fully Related really Review. You can find us on Instagram at a Fully Loaded, Fully Underscored Loaded, Underscored Reviews. Uh, g just put it in the chat there, or you can go to the YouTube channel and follow there. We appreciate all the follows. And then GOA side, we just launched our episode of Say the Second Podcast with Rachel from Night Vision. Uh, great episode. She talks about the Bruin case in the second half of the episode. Yeah. If you're really into night sights, listen to the first half of the episode. If you're really into understanding Bruin, listen to the second half of the episode. It's a great combination of the two.
0: In our generation, right, in the last, let's say, 25 years, whatever, two have been truly groundbreaking heller obviously incredibly important um bruin for so many different reasons why bruin's important but do y'all remember to me it was the greatest opinion ever written uh for a second amendment advocate that uh, justice thomas wrote his opinion for the the bruin um, maybe the greatest opinion letter ever written. Uh, by the way, Clarence Thomas is my favorite justice of all time. I think he's a brilliant man, um, but his opinion was spot on. But the, Bru- the Bruin and Heller, man, I tell you, what, I, mean, I don't I know there's a lot of them, but those are the two I think that will go down. Where I think that it's going to happen in the next five to ten years with two way pro two way uh, Supreme Court rulings and all that. The, the the Heller and Bruin are by far, I think, the most um critical to have had happen so far. Bruin was opened the floodgates almost, you know. Um Bruin was huge. Bruin was huge. Heller was big because it was the first time that anyone decided actually thought about saying that, you know, oh well, yes, self-defense is a is a part of the second amendment. Like it's funny that no one ever thought about like actually saying that out loud in a court that yes, self defense is covered by the second amendment. Like how does that not happen for 250 plus years, you know? Um, but heller, it was big time anyways. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go check that out. Go check out gun Yes. Uh, also. Yep. Yeah.
3: Stay tuned for next week's episode of stay the second with Ken Ross. Cause it's a, powerful one he (laughs) said some really strong stuff so if anybody doesn't know ken ross he worked for primary arms primary optics great guy but he said some really powerful stuff so check that episode out we're editing it right now
0: absolutely can't wait for that one um armsman says excellent dialogue great advice and very informative had a great night you too buddy thanks for stopping in um anything else guys anything else we need to talk about before we get out of here all right guys get to the range be more proficient with your firearms more importantly stay in tune with your local state and federal two-way legislations and your elected representatives if they're not doing the job they need to remember 2024 is an election year and uh, we can take care of that we can take care of that it's time to get them out and get the right people in more importantly just enjoy your freedoms of being an American, one of which is to keep in bear arms. We'll see you next week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for the dialogue in the, uh, in the live chat. If you're watching this in replay or listening in podcast form, we invite you to come on Tuesdays at 7 central to the live chat and be part of this discussion here as well. We'll see you soon. Go check out Anderson Manufacturing. Go check out Fully Loaded Reviews. Go check out Gunners of America and go check out Chris from the 740. We'll see you next week. Semper Fi. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. We really do hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for supporting my channel, Ghost Tactical. And thank you for supporting our sponsors as well. Make sure you leave us a comment. Tell us what topic ideas you have, how good we're doing, how bad we're doing. More importantly, give us a good rating wherever you listen to this podcast. Make sure you check out all of our projects over on our website, ghosttactical.us. And thanks again for listening. Simplify.